You're listening to an audio sermon by Pastor Bernard Milder from Household of Christ. We trust that you will be encouraged and blessed as you listen to the Word of God. Who of you have got many expectations for 2022? It's a year with many, many expectations. You know, many people fail in life because they don't remain focused. Most people fail because of a brokenness of focus. Turn to the person next to you and say, you have to be focused. It's not how focused you are in January, but how focused will you be in December? Amen? I want to start by giving you a warning. Be careful where you go. Be careful what you watch. Be careful what you listen to. Because all those things can influence your focus. Amen? Turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Proverbs 5, verse 25. I'm reading from the Passion Translation. It says, set your gaze on the path before you. Do you know your purpose? Do you know the path, the things that God has planned for you? It says, set your gaze on the path before you with fixed purpose, looking straight ahead. Ignore life's distractions. Ignore life's distractions. Watch where you're going. Stick to the path of truth. Sticking to the path of truth just simply means focus on what God is saying about your situation And not what the situation is shouting at you. Stick to the path of truth and the road will be safe and smooth before you. Don't allow yourself to be sidetracked for even a moment or take the detour that leads to darkness. Don't allow yourself to be sidetracked. Do you know what that means? Don't compare yourself to others. Turn to the person next to you and say, don't compare yourself to others. Tell them again, say, don't compare yourself to others. Oh, my headache. Oh, my trial. Oh, my tribulation. Don't let the things that are happening to you become a distraction. Don't start to compare yourself to those around you. As a Christian, you should only focus upon what God is saying about your situation. This is a year where we have to make a decision to keep our focus. From Scripture, the Bible teaches us that there's two primary things that can cause you to lose your focus. Two things. Sin and trials. Sin and trials. There's a difference between sin and trials. Turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Hebrews chapter 12. I want to read a scripture there. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. Therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, 
And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. The race that you have to run, the purpose that you have, the things that you have to fulfill in this year. You have to run the race that's set before you. But the Bible says, lay aside the sin, that thing that ensnares you so quickly. Raise your hand if you know what I'm talking about. That little thing that ensnares you so quickly. It says, make a decision. Be focused upon laying that thing aside. This coming week, we are starting with our three-week fast, 21-day fast. One of the best fasts that some of you can do is to fast the sin that so easily ensnares you. Turn to the person next to you and say, that's a good fast. We are quick to, to part with food and with all these different things, but fast sin. There's a difference between sin and a trial. James says, count it all joy when you go through various trials. Why? Because there's a difference between a trial and sin. Trials and tribulation is the soil in which our faith flourishes. But sin will destroy your faith. Turn to the person next to you and say there's a difference. The testing of our faith produces patience. Paul said in Romans 5, we glory in tribulation, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance and perseverance character and character hope. And the hope of God does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts. Amen? So if you're facing a trial, trials and tribulation, it's the, it's the soil in which our faith flourishes. And that faith is the thing that pleases God. Amen? What is the thing that can cause you to lose your focus in 2022? Life's distraction. Maybe that sin that ensnares you so quickly. The cares of this world. Whatever that weight, the Bible says, lay it aside. You know, it's in trials, it's in tribulations, it's in difficulties that you can see who are the real men, the real women of faith. Those that when they go through a trial, when they go through a difficulty, they can say, thank you, Jesus. Those that will hold to their confession. Amen? Sometimes it seems like the world is going to come to an end. I mean, the past two years have imparted so much fear in people's hearts. Maybe things going on around you. False accusations. People pointing fingers at you. Injustice, crime, whatever. It's in times like that when all these things are happening around us that you will see who is the real man and woman of faith. Turn to the person next to you say whether you like it or not. You're a man or woman of faith. In this year, 2022, we know God has spoken to us as a church and said, a life rich toward God. So I want to encourage you in 2022, be focused on living a life rich toward God. Amen? 
Go back to Hebrews 12. I want to read verse 2. How do we do that? It says here, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Family, listen to me. You are born again today. I am born again today because Jesus didn't lose focus. Jesus didn't lose focus. For the joy set before him, he remained focused. Listen to what the Passion Translation says. We look away from the natural realm and we fasten our gaze onto Jesus who birthed faith within us and who leads us forward in faith's perfection. His example is this. Because his heart was focused on joy of knowing that you would be his, he endured the agony of the cross and conquered its humiliation and now sits exalted at the right hand of the throne of God. Jesus kept his focus upon his heavenly assignment. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross. Turn to the person next to you and say, remain focused. Do you know what is your heavenly assignment that God has given you? Because there are many distractions, things that will come from the left, from the right at work, at home, wherever you are going, there are many distractions that can lead you away from God. Turn to the person next to you and say, remain focused. A matter of fact, the Bible teaches us that Jesus didn't do anything here on earth unless he saw his Father doing it. For the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. In this here, the only way that we can please God is through our faith. Because without faith, it's impossible to please God. But the quality of our faith is measured by our attitude when we are going through difficult times. Going through challenging times. That's when the quality of your faith is revealed. Can you see the importance to remain focused upon the heavenly calling, that which God has called you to do? I always wondered how the disciples could say, count it all joy. What does that mean? Count it all joy means I'm remaining focused. I'm remaining focused. Jesus counted it joy. James said, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. Why? Because we know the end result. Turn to the person next to you and say, God will see you through. Sometimes when the times are hard, there's many questions that we can ask. That's why I said in the beginning, don't compare yourself to others. Because sometimes you can look at others and say, I'm praying more than them. I'm fasting more than them. I go to church more than them. But I'm facing more trials than them. Let me see your hand if I'm talking to the right people here this morning. Turn to the person that you say, don't compare yourself to those around you. 
It takes a man and woman of faith to say thank you, Jesus, in the hard times. And it takes a man and woman of faith to say thank you, Jesus, in the good times. There are so many voices around us. Today, even more than ever before, social media, voices that we are listening to, Looking unto Jesus, the author, the finisher, the perfecter of your faith. If you're going to finish strong, keep your focus upon Jesus. Sometimes even when you are looking for that breakthrough, that blessing, whether it's healing, whether it's deliverance, whether it's breakthrough, whatever. Jesus wants to do so much more. And God might just send somebody to help you to reset your focus. Remember the man at the gate, beautiful. He was looking at people to be a blessing to him, to receive money. What did Peter say to him? Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I have in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, get up and walk. He was saying, I want you to get your focus off the money and get it on the person that is blessing you. Of the healing that you so desperately want onto the healer. Because when you are desperate for healing and your eyes are not on the healer, you'll go anywhere to get your healing. And that which was intended to be a blessing can become a curse. When people are looking, when they are focused upon breakthrough, when they are focused upon healing, when they are focused upon deliverance, they think if I can just have that, it will be the end. It's not the end. It's a means, it's the means to an end. The end is a lasting relationship with Jesus Christ, the giver of healing, the giver of deliverance, the giver of breakthrough. Can you see the need to be focused upon Jesus, looking unto Jesus, the author, the finisher, the perfecter of our faith. Don't let distractions lead you away from your heavenly assignment. Turn to the person next to you say, remain focused. You know, sometimes people even very close to you can whisper in your ear, can say things, your best friend, your BFFF or whatever the young people call it. Amen. Be careful. When you've set your focus upon heaven, upon Jesus, there'll always be distractions. This happened to our friend Job. It was his wife that came to him and said, how long will you hold on to your integrity? Why don't you just curse God and die? And he said to him, you're talking like a foolish person. Will we only accept good? Will we only worship God in the good times? Will we only say thank you, Jesus, in the good times? But sometimes there's hard times. In the hard times, also say, thank you, Jesus. In the hard times, also bless Jesus. And the Bible says, Job never sinned 
with his mouth. May God give us that grace to be focused in 2022 that we would not sin with our mouths. Job kept his faith upon God. His faith did not diminish. He did not look at his situation or his circumstances. But he remained in faith, giving glory to God. Turn to the person that you say, there's hope for you and there's hope for me. Tell them again, say there's hope for you, there's hope for me. Can I talk to students, those going back to school, varsity? It's important as you go to varsity now that your focus is at the right place. When you go to varsity, when you go back to school, your focus should be on studying. Amen? Not to live a social life. Have fun, by all means. But the goal, the focus is not to be in relationships and to party. Your focus should now be to study. Don't let those things become a distraction. Amen? Remain faithful. Remain focused. What you are feeling... What you are feeling is because of what you are focusing upon. Many of you, your heart is heavy because you're focusing more on what social media is saying about you than what God is saying about you. Are you happy with yourself? Usually in January, all of us have picked up a little bit of weight. Amen? December. Are you happy with yourself? Feeling bad? It's a result of our focus. Sometimes we go through things that are very real, that make us sad, that make us feel bad. Sometimes there are a lot of injustice. But get your focus back onto God. Remember Joseph, he did not allow his situation to make him feel bad, to go and have a pity party. When he was thrown in the pit, he could say, I know where I belong. I belong in the palace. It wasn't just the pit that he had to face. He had to face prison. Whatever you are facing here, whatever might come your way, remember, think upon heavenly things. Get heaven's report about your situation. Joseph was not discouraged because his focus was on the prophetic picture that the Lord had given him. Turn to the person next to you say, keep your focus upon heaven. Tell them again, say, keep your focus upon what God has promised. What you meditate upon will impact your focus. If all you're doing is on your cell phone, reading what people are saying about you, it might not be the truth. Amen? Get heaven's opinion. We're here on earth to manifest heaven. Amen? Family, let me tell you something. Everybody's got a sad song. And you might think your song is the saddest, but I promise you there's somebody that's gone through worse things than you. Never downplay what people are going through, but always get heaven's perspective on what you are going through. Because Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen.
Can I take you to one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible? Exodus 14. Not 14 verse 14 like most of you think, but verse 15. And the Lord said to Moses, why do you cry to me? Tell the children of Israel to go forward. I know we quote verse 14 a lot. The Lord will fight for you and you shall hold your peace. But in verse 15, the Lord said to Moses, why do you cry to me? Tell the children of Israel to go forward. Moses is still praying, and God is saying to him, what are you doing? I've heard you, it's done. Saying to Moses, why are you crying out to me? We often have the same problem as Moses. We are very good at praying, at petitioning, at reminding God what to do. Help us, God. We have a crisis. I have a sea in front of me. I have Egyptians behind me, and I'm trapped between two valleys. Can you do something, God? Help me, help me, help me. Am I talking to the right people here? Have you felt trapped? Have you felt being chased by the enemy, and you, you think there's no way out? I'm stuck. God, why did you lead me down this path? Why did you say, go here, come here? God is saying to him, Moses, what are you doing? We know how to send our petitions. We know how to remind God of our promises. But sometimes we don't know how to just to wait and to hear what God is saying. We want to continue to instruct God what to do. God, the best way would be to solve it like this and this. God is saying to Moses, stop praying. It's not time to pray anymore. Stop crying out to me. Tell Israel, go, move forward. Instead of praying in faith, it's now time to change your focus and to act faith. Faith without works is dead. God was saying to Moses, stop praying and act faith. Take that rod, lift it up, stretch it over the sea, and start moving forward. You know what's the beautiful thing about this? Moses was a communicator between the visible and the invisible. God is saying to Moses, stop crying out. Go read the previous few verses. It doesn't say, and Moses, the servant of the Lord, cried out to God. It's no prayer like that. What does that mean? It means it was a cry from his heart. Family, can I remind you that God is aware of what you are meditating upon. God is aware of what you are thinking. The desires of your heart. Breakthrough, Lord, breakthrough. We need a breakthrough. God is aware of it. Moses might have been silent, but his faith was not silent. Every person has got their own way of communicating to God. 
In the book of 2 Chronicles, we see the Spirit of God moving to and fro all over the whole earth to show Himself strong on behalf of those with a loyal heart. Psalm 90, we know, is written by Moses. And most of us think Psalm 91 was written by David, but it's more likely that it was written by Moses. Because if you read Psalm 90 verse 1, what does it say? He who abides under the shadow of the Almighty. Who walked under the shadow of the Almighty? The cloud by day and the fire by night. It was Moses. So I want to submit to you verse 14 when it says, Because he has set his love upon me, I will deliver him. Maybe Moses at that time would say, Lord, with the Egyptians coming from behind, I just want to say, I love you. Lord, whether I find myself in a situation right now where I'm trapped between two valleys and I don't know, cannot go to the left or the right, I love you, Lord. As I'm facing this Red Sea and I don't know how I'm going to get through this, I don't know how the breakthrough will come, I love you, Lord. And Moses said, because I've set my love upon him, he's heard my heart's cry, and he brought deliverance. Every person has got their own unique way of communicating with God. Have you found your way? Remember, Hannah, when she was praying in the temple, when the man of God looked at her, he thought, what's this drunk woman doing in the church? How can you be here? She said, I'm not drunk. I'm just seeking God's face. What did the man of God says? The Lord has heard your heart's cry. He will grant you your petition. For a Daniel, it was to go onto his knees three times a day. Thank you, Lord. Thank you when I'm not going into the lion's den. And thank you, Lord, now that I'm going into the lion's den. I know you my shield, you my protection, you my exceedingly great reward. Let's make a decision to set our love upon God. Zacchaeus was shouting the highest, as loud as he could. God heard that. The most important thing, whatever you are doing, let it be under the conduct of the Holy Spirit. Because when our actions are under the conduct and the control of the Holy Spirit, God hears us. And the Holy Spirit will affect your prayers. The Lord was simply just saying to Moses, I've heard your cry. It's time now to act faith. Israel is a type of the church. For some of you, stop praying for those people that you want to see saved and go and share the gospel with them. Invite them to church. Jesus said to his disciples, you say only three months, then the harvest come. And I say, lift up your eyes and see that the harvest is ready. Are you ready to act faith? Turn to the person that you say, act faith. Moses was a communicator between the visible and the invisible. That's what people are looking for. That's why we as a church, we have to keep our focus. In this time, as we enter into a 21-day fast, let God speak to you. It's not just praying in faith but acting faith. Fasting is not about twisting God's arm. 
but it's actually becoming less so that Jesus can become more. Sometimes when you pray and you separate yourself, you might be silent, but never let your faith be silent. Moses was silent, but his faith was not silent. Act faith so that God can take you from where you are to where God wants you to be. The most important thing, I want to close with this, Philippians 4, verse 7, if you can just go there. Sometimes when there's so many things happening to us, we just have to get our focus back on heaven, amen? We're not saying the trials and the tribulations are not there, but let's get heaven's opinion about that. Philippians 4 verse 7, And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there's any virtue and if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. What you meditate upon will have an impact upon your emotions, will have an impact upon your focus. We must take some time, just stop for a minute and reset your focus. Can I say something? Pay any price to protect your focus. We are here today. We are saved today. We are born again today because Jesus kept his focus. What do you think would have happened if he was on the cross that last minute and he just said, I know this Pastor Bernard is going to mess up again. I think, sorry, I just cannot go ahead. I've given him enough chances and even if he says sorry, he's still going to mess up. Am I talking to the right people here? Jesus never did that. For the joy you and me set before him, he endured the cross. Sometimes when you go through difficulties, remember your focus on Jesus can have an impact on your salvation. Your focus can have an impact on those around you. Jesus gave us this promise in Psalm 138 that he said, he will perfect everything that which concerns me. Jesus wants to perfect everything that concerns you and me. But it's not all up to God. We have our part to play. Make a decision to keep your focus. What you look at, what you listen to, what you are reading, where you are going, be sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit so that God can take us in this year from where we are to where God wants us to be. That we will not say just in January we are focused to run a race for God and finish strong, but like a Job that we can grow in our faith and our faith will not diminish in this year, even in a time of fasting, be a communicator between the visible and the invisible. Manifest heaven here on earth. Your focus can be the very thing helping others to know the Lord Jesus Christ. We should pray and ask Jesus to open our eyes of faith so that we would see the other side. That we will not focus upon our situation, our situation or our circumstances, our trials. 
But when you can look beyond that, you'll see the joy. You'll see that which will help people to break through salvation, all the beautiful things. When it gets too tough, take your Bible and start to think upon those things that are from above, things that are lovely, things that are pure, things that will build up, things that will encourage. And let our focus help others to focus. See Allah. Precious Father, we thank you for your goodness and your mercy. Help us in this year to focus upon you. Be our shield and be our protection and be our exceedingly great reward. Lord, as we purpose in our hearts to focus upon Jesus, the author, the finisher, the perfecter of our faith, take us from where we are to where you want us to be, O Lord. Let our faith be the kind of faith, O Lord, that will please you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everybody said, Amen. Well, if you want to get your focus right, the first thing that you have to do is make right with Jesus. I want everybody right now just to put their right hand on their heart. Raise your other hand to heaven and pray this prayer aloud after me. Say, Precious Father, my situation is beyond human means. I need the Savior of the world to save me. Save me, Lord Jesus. Wash me with your blood. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I confess with my mouth and I believe with all my heart that Jesus Christ died for me, that he's alive right now, making intercession for all my weaknesses. Oh, Holy Spirit, help me to live a holy life, well-pleasing in your sight. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Everybody said... Amen. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a hand. If you've prayed that prayer in humility and sincerity of heart, your sins are forgiven. Don't talk about your past anymore. Your past is a place of defeat and failure. It's, it's Egypt for Israel. Amen. God is taking you from Egypt into the promised land. Amen. For us to grow spiritually, we have to be part of a family. We have to be planted in a living church. So if you've prayed that prayer and you're from around here, we want to take responsibility for you, to disciple you and to train you in the things of the Lord so that you can finish strong. If you're from far, go find a church where you are from and get involved. Go to the pastor and say, I'm here to serve. I'm here to help. And get involved. Amen. Has your faith been lifted? Are you focused on 2022 to make a difference, to live a life full of faith that will please Jesus? Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to this audio sermon. For more information, please go to our website, www.hoc.org.za. Household of Christ, loving God, loving people.